Today's Coffee Connection is the second of three episodes of a new format, three short interviews in one episode. Every year, DAD selects students from the U.S. and Canada to share their Germany experience with their peers on their respective campuses. In August, DAD invites the new young ambassadors for a training in New York. I had the opportunity to sit down with three young ambassadors, Emily Hawkins, Ian Albreski, and Madison Chimizio. My name is Hanni Geist. Welcome to Coffee Connections. I asked all three young ambassadors the same questions. Where did you go in Germany? What program did you participate in? What was your most memorable experience? What was your favorite spot in Germany? And what advice do you have for someone interested in going to Germany? The answers each young ambassadors gave were quite different, but they all had one thing in common, their enthusiasm and love for Germany. Have a listen. What is your name and your university? My name is Emily Hawkins. I go to Suwannee, the University of the South. And what was your Germany experience? My Germany experience actually was not with DAAD. It was with my school. I did a three-week study abroad program where we enrolled at an institute and did grammar drills and basically learned different units talking about different like topics within the German language. So one week we spent, we'd spend three hours every day. One week we talked about a lot of different vocabulary and grammar drills that we might use regarding the topic of school and university and such things like that. So that's what we did for three weeks. And then in the afternoons for that, that period of time, our professors from my school would take us around the city and they'd tour us around the city because the focus of the study abroad program was not just learning at that institute for grammar, but it was also to learn about the history of Berlin as Germany's capital and as like a central hub for you know, a major point in European history and world history. So we went to a lot of different historical sites and got to learn a lot about that. I'd taken a class on it actually last semester. So being able to see like everything I'd learned in class, like in the classroom, like have it all right before my eyes was just, it was absolutely amazing. It was a great experience. So why Germany for you? It seems like it made a lot of sense since you already had some exposure at your home institution. Mm -hmm. So I actually started taking German when I was in eighth grade. I had the opportunity to start taking a foreign language um, in middle school thanks to a program that we had that was part of my high school. So the high school teacher from German would come over to our middle school building and teach us German. So I was already a year ahead of most other people when I got into high school the next year. So I took that for four years and then my senior year they didn't offer a fifth level of German. So I decided that I wouldn't do anything about it. I just practiced a little bit on Duolingo and, and things like that. But when I got to college and they told me, you know, you've already passed a placement test into you know, a higher level, so you only have to take a year's worth of German. But I enjoyed the program so much. And we have a very small German department at my school. But I really, really like the, the department. I love the professors. They are just absolutely amazing. And I had a really great foundation starting, you know, a, bit, a little bit younger than most people in high school my German language skills and learning about the culture that I was able to integrate really quickly after a year of not doing it senior year in high school, able to integrate really quickly into the department my freshman year of college. And I just, I love the way that I run it. It's very immersive. So our professors use a process where they, they teach us grammar throughout the year. They don't start us with the very basics, but they try to teach us, you know, while they're also speaking to us in German constantly. And having such a good foundation from the age of 13, I was able to pick up on it really easily, thankfully. And I just had a really great set of teachers, really great set of professors. 
that have really encouraged me to continue pursuing this in my education. And so when I finally got the opportunity to travel to Germany, because I wasn't able to in high school due to COVID, we had a planned trip and then, you know, it was canceled. So when I was able to finally do it in college, I jumped at it. I, it was just the natural thing to do because I wanted to continue practicing my language skills and I've never been out of the U.S. before. So that was my first experience traveling outside of my own country. And I was just really looking forward to talking to new people, learning a new culture. And at that institute that I mentioned earlier, it's actually a global institute. So people from all over the world come there to learn German. So I was able to meet a lot of different people from all over the world. And that was amazing. So being able to do that was just absolutely incredible. And I'm really glad that I did. So some people may say uh, German is a really hard language to learn. What's your advice? I would say to anyone who's struggling with learning the language as a beginner or even, you know, intermediate if you're willing to stick with it. And I think that it's really worth sticking with. I would say just you have to really practice your listening comprehension. That's the one thing that I've struggled with the most. I think because, you know, sitting in a classroom all day, every day, you hear the same voices from your professor or your teacher the most, and occasionally your peers, and you get really used to that. You get used to hearing the way that they speak German. And so having gone to Germany and speaking to strangers and native speakers has really, really improved my listening comprehension and improved very, very quickly when I got there. I find that the hardest thing to do in conversational German is responding back because I'm not a verbal learner, I'm a visual learner. So being able to write German, something that I can do relatively easily, but being able to speak it on command after hearing several sentences and trying to formulate a response is something that's not easy to me. Hmm. So for me personally, I would say that listening to German, listening to, you know, from videos, podcasts, anything you can get your hands on really, is a really great way to improve your conversational skills. Because if you can speak German, you know, formulate sentences in your head just like that super quickly, that's great, but you need to be able to do it in response to someone else really quickly. You can't just talk and talk. Being able to have those conversational skills is really important because, you know, it's easy to translate on paper because mm -hmm. you can see what you're doing, you've got time to write it out, mm -hmm. but doing it every day just from mouth to mouth is a lot more difficult. What's a memorable experience for you? That's a hard one to pick. We went to... Uh, like I mentioned, we went to a lot of different historical sites in Berlin for those three weeks that I was there in Germany. And I think my number one favorite place that I went was Teufelsburg, where we went to visit an old U.S., I think, listening station is what it was. It was used to intercept different radio signals for the time being while this American base was on top of Teufelsburg, the Devil's Mountain, mm -hmm. um, in the middle of Berlin. And it's now just an abandoned area that you can go up and explore. And there's, I didn't realize it until I got to Berlin, but there's this huge culture of street art all over the city. And you can really see that present in Teufelsburg because it's a mountain in the middle of this, you know, super urban city. You have to hike a little bit to get up there. Once you get up there, it's just concrete walls everywhere covered in amazing art from, you know, artists all over the city, all over Germany. And it's just absolutely incredible being able to see that. And there's actually one place where you can, there's a structure you can climb up, there's a building you can climb up on Teufelsburg where the old listening station was, and you can look out over the entire city of Berlin. And it's a huge tourist spot, so there's a lot of people there. And it was, I remember the day we went, it was really windy, and I don't know why, but I remember that really clearly, climbing through all these old cement structures, seeing all this incredible art that people had done. Like, I'm talking like paintings on the walls, like seven by 10 feet wide, and then being able to climb up suddenly, being on the rooftop, seeing the natural you know, environment around us, all those trees on Teufelsberg, and then beyond that in the distance, being able to see the city is just, it's a very clear memory for me, and it was absolutely incredible. 
what advice do you have for someone who's interested in going abroad in general, but then also Germany specifically? I would say, you know, obviously when you're traveling abroad for the first time outside of your country, you want to do a little bit of research on the culture and things to avoid saying, things to avoid doing, and things you should do and things you should say. Like in Germany, you should be careful to sort your recycling a lot because that's not really something we do um, as strictly in the U.S. People really uh, value that and will point that out if you yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say that something like that is really important because not just because you want to fit in and you want to make friends really easily and not say or do the wrong thing. So having that knowledge like that ahead of time, even something that's, you know, small but important as recycling, which I think we could certainly take a note on here in the U.S., mm -hmm. <laughs> I think is really important because it's also a conversation starter. And, you know, you want to make as many connections as possible when you travel abroad, trying to meet new people and make new friends. So I think that's something that can be really important, talking about cultural differences in a way that's respectful and also easy to talk about, when you, especially when you have, you know, that knowledge ahead of time. What is your name and your home institution? My name is Ian Albreski and I go to Hobart and William Smith Colleges. What's your experience in Germany? So I spent the past eight months living and studying at the University of Tübingen in Tübingen, Baden-Württemberg. I was there primarily for language purposes and to improve my German speaking ability. Mm -hmm. Why Germany? Um, so I always knew that I wanted to study abroad. I, I think that was the rest of the world has always fascinated me. And for a long time, I thought I was going to do that somewhere in Latin America. And when I went to college, I, I took Spanish the first semester or so, and then ended up taking a German class just by chance because I needed an elective. And I really hit it off with the professor, and he had um, suggested, why don't you try taking the language if you're a literature English major, which I am. There's a lot to the German language that people who like the way English works have a lot to expand on from there and I, I said okay and I did that and I was like wow this is this is it this is harder English I've been looking for this <laughs> in some way so there are people that say German is a really hard language to learn what is your advice or what do you have to say to that yeah well I, I think they're they're not wrong but there isn't really an easy language to learn either what language learning is to me I think is demonstration of passion so I like I said I had taken Spanish for all through high school and middle school. I think I've had seven years of Spanish, but it was never something that like I wanted to do. It was just, I have to do this in order to pass the next grade. So I just sort of had always done it. And I think after two years, my German is stronger than my Spanish ever was because I wanted it more. I, mm -hmm. I really love the the offerings literarily. Like I could talk about Karl Kraus and various other authors that just do things that you don't see outside of der deutschsprachliche Raum. Mm -hmm. And that's that for me has made it much easier to learn the language than if I had to. Mm -hmm. So what's your most memorable or a memorable experience in Germany that you can share? So I think my first week of classes at the University of Tübingen were really... Um, quite memorable in the sense that I elected to take all of my lectures in German, where I think at the time I was, and still am, really only like about B2. Mm -hmm. So I was going outside of my language level and said, you know what, I'm just going to give this the old college try and this is how you get better. And my first class, I, I just selected things off of what sounded interesting and how it fit in my schedule. 
my first class was a theology course on, it was the book of Daniel and the apocalypse. The first day the professor gets up and says to the class, anyone who's writing the closer, no need to worry if you don't want to write it in German. And I'm like, oh, that, that might be me. You can also write it in Hebrew or Aramaic. <laughs> and I, I think to myself, oh, thank God, I can finally dust off my Aramaic for this final. <laughs> whereas, um, whereas, yeah, like I, I was put in a position where I was like, well, I guess German really is the way. And just other courses, I think that was the first time where it was like, I'm not a tourist. I'm, I'm here. Like I would laugh at anecdotes and was like, wait, I get this. Mm -hmm. There's, and there's a magic to that. I, I think when you when you're able to understand a joke, that's a badge of honor. Yeah, no. One of my other courses was um, Die Geschichte Königreich Württemberg, so mm -hmm. the history of the Kingdom of Württemberg, and the professor who was teaching it, he was he from Köln and Nordrhein-Westfalen. So he he sort of opened the course with just like, who cares about Württemberg, and sort of like poking fun at like the the pride of the. Schwabia, mm -hmm. um, and because that very much exists, and I, I knew that existed, but it was it was funny. Everyone in the room was like, "Yeah, why why study Württemberg? Well, because it's the best, damn it!" And <laughs> and we're all like, "Well, you know." What's your favorite spot in Germany? Could be city, it could be just a place that you yeah. visited or went to um, on a regular basis. I will always have a place in my heart for Stuttgart Hauptbahnhof. It is a it is currently a, a hole in the ground. Stuttgart 21 is projected to finish at the time of this recording in 2027. It's been worked on my entire life as a 21-year-old. I didn't know it existed. It's still a mess. And worse than BR. Uh oh yes, much. It's it's no like it, there there are days where like they close the entire Hauptbahnhof, but it's like the sixth busiest station in the country. So like. I, I was once taking a regional train from Würzburg and they made an announcement like, we are not doing transfers in Stuttgart today. Like, how you, that doesn't make it, how do you not do a transfer at like a hub? Like that's the whole point. But I think because it caused me so many stories, mm -hmm. like there, I, I have pictures on my phone of the, the board just being blank. Like mm -hmm. it just had times, no arrivals or departures, just different times that were growing ever closer, but you didn't know where or when. And I say this really lovingly because I think to me, I saw the Germans being so frustrated by this place. But to me, it was like my gateway to the rest of the country being in Tübingen. It's mm -hmm. about a 40 minute train ride to Stuttgart. And then when I'm there, I have 20 minutes to an hour until I go to Berlin mm -hmm. or Bonn or Nuremberg. And that was just so cool. It was always like, okay, the first step is to get to Stuttgart. And it is kind of like the ugly underbelly of the of Deutsche Bahn <laughs> is how much of a mess Stuttgart Hauptbahnhof is. But I just love that. And when I my last time there, I remember thinking like, I, I have two conflicting fantasies. One fantasy is that I come back and this is all of the renovations are finished and it's gorgeous and works perfectly. And the other fantasy is that I come back so soon that mm -hmm. it's just the way I left it and <laughs> it will be a part of my life. So I, I think that's kind of a, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek answer because I, I saw beautiful places and like cannot describe some of... I've, I saw more castles than anyone needs to in one mm -hmm. lifetime. But this frustrating piece of infrastructure really did work to define my time there in, in a way that 
never dramatically inconvenienced me. Like I think maybe it would be different if I had to like spend the night in the city. Or... But it was also a gateway to other great places that you visited. Exactly, yeah. And also like when I get there after going somewhere else, it was it meant like I'm almost home. Mm -hmm. Like that, that was always pretty cool. What is your name and your home institution? My name is Madison Shimizu, and my home institution is Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff, Arizona. And what is your experience in Germany? So I did an exchange program through my school. So I was there from March until early August, and it was an amazing experience. I studied, studied anthropology at my home institution in Germany, and it was a really cool program, and I met a lot of really interesting people. Um, as well as other students who didn't study anthropology, but overall the experience was super life-changing. Why Germany? Why did you decide to participate in that specific program? Um, <laughs> I knew I wanted to go to Germany uh, way before I even wanted to study abroad. I've been learning German for about five years now, and so I kind of had an idea that I wanted to go to Germany, and Germany's pretty centrally located in Europe, so I figured it would be a good stepping stone almost. And as for the institution, my advisor at my home university in Flagstaff recommended that institution based off of my German level and my knowledge with the culture, as well as my major. They have a really good um, archaeology program at that university. What's a memorable experience for you? There's so many. Almost every day was really, really memorable. But I have like two that really stick out because they're so uh, opposite of each other is when I first landed, I was like terrified to get off the plane and I, I was really scared to start that new chapter. And then leaving, I was terrified to get back on the plane mm -hmm. and I was, you know, crying for the opposite reasons of why I was crying leaving home and like the two complete different opportunities and different experiences is really interesting to me that. It just took five months for me to never want to leave, <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah. So what is then your advice to others who may feel the same, being afraid to go abroad for not just a vacation, but, but longer, maybe all by yourself? What's, what's the advice that you can give? Just, just do it. Just Take do that it. jump. It's a scary jump. It is hand over your eyes, one foot in front of the other <laughs> kind of jump. <laughs> you don't know you're falling until you're just in it. <laughs> But um, it's kind of like a do it afraid moment. Like it's going to help you whether or not you want it to. It's going to change you and it's going to push you to kind of come to terms with who you are. And you'll be able to see like the character that you have that you might not see like living a comfortable life at home or living a comfortable life at your university. Being uncomfortable is a part of life. And I think with a study abroad experience and program, you can safely be uncomfortable. And I think especially as young adults, we need that in our lives, you know, especially now I feel like a lot of university students are, are kind of not babied, but life is a little more comfortable than it used to be. Uh, um, and so I think that this opportunity of being completely outside of your comfort zone and being in a foreign land with, with no one to really lean upon except for yourself is a really, really healthy dose of, of fear and pushing you out there is amazing, yeah. So going from being afraid and not wanting to step the foot actually in your host country to not wanting to leave, like what were your strategies in getting there and, and being comfortable where you were in Germany? One thing that really helped is I signed up for an orientation program before my university actually started. So I went a month earlier than 
most of the students did. And so I was put in contact with a lot of other international students who didn't really know anybody and who, was, who were also learning the language. And from that program, I made some of my closest friends. And I would say like, from going to knowing nobody and being scared to like leave my, my room to not wanting to even leave the country, you really just have to get out of your room. Like you have to kind of just like do it afraid and go to the bars and, and make friends and go to all the events even if you don't really want to and go to the library instead of doing homework in your room. You just have to kind of get out and not necessarily be extroverted, but kind of present yourself the opportunities to meet people mm -hmm. and to connect. Because it's all about connections and, and cultivating relationships with people that you might not necessarily like, but they might open doors for you later on down the line. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to kind of just get out of your room and get out of your head and just start talking to people. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite spot in Germany? It doesn't necessarily have to be a site. <laughs> it could be something that you really enjoyed on a daily basis. So I studied abroad in Tübingen and uh, the Neckar River runs through Tübingen and there is uh, an incel in the middle of the river where you can just sit and there's a lot of really pretty trees and my friends and I would get whatever seasonal like treat like boba or gelato or pizza or you know burgers or whatever and we would go and walk the insole or we'd sit and we'd watch the ducks and the geese and during the summer people would boat on the river and it was every time I sat there it was just one of those moments where it was took my breath away like I said, wow I'm, I'm living in Germany with my best friends from Colombia and Italy and South Korea and France and all these places that I could have never dreamed of making friends it was really just an eye-opening experience and one that will most likely stay with me for the rest of my life do you have any advice for someone who's planning and going abroad I have lots of advice talk to as many people as possible Buy people drinks, have people buy you drinks, go out to every single event that you can, like go to the park, just don't sit in your room, don't don't stay stagnant. Keep moving, keep talking, keep cultivating relationships. You know, this whole experience is about changing and growing and you can't do that standing still. Before I, I left, I felt I was pretty introverted and I was a little shy. And coming back, I feel myself becoming more extroverted and a little more confident in myself. and my abilities to connect with people. And I think that going abroad is really about connection. So in order to connect, you have to actually meet people and find people to connect with. So to create a good experience, you have to give yourself the opportunities to have a good experience. And so that's meeting people and doing things. This was my coffee connection with our young ambassadors, Emily, Ian, and Madison. All content is created and edited by me, Honey Geist. If you would like to get in touch, send an email to geist at did.de. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you at the next coffee break.